Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Effort. I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis Harris, and this episode is the Loki season one episode, Glorious Purpose. It's also episode 15, fourteen of the podcast, season four. And uh, once again, it's Marvel time. It's MCU time, and I give you my speculations and quick spoiler review. It's definitely a spoiler episode, so if you wanna check out my take on this episode full spoilers feel right feel, go right ahead and feel free to but after you've watched the first episode of Loki which is going to be airing every Wednesday and I'm going to try to keep up with it uh, letting you all know my takes on it and what I feel about the future of the series uh, the episode opens up in 2012 in in New York with the Avengers after capturing Loki and uh, it's pretty much by the numbers here Loki making fun of Cap and then in what you saw in Endgame with the whole situation involving him getting the Tesseract happen and then he wakes up in the desert almost mirroring Tony Stark's a landing in the desert in Iron Man and then uh he sees a group of villagers or people there, and he assumes he's going to be like Loki, you know, typical Loki. I'm, I'm your god. I'm your blah, blah, blah. And the TVA pop up. The TVA is basically a time authority, uh, some time authority variance or something like that. They show up, and I immediately did the Leonardo DiCaprio moment because I recognized the, the actress's name. Oh, my God. Uh, ooh. Wanumi uh, Masaka from Lovecraft Country who played the sister of uh, Journey Smollett's character in Lovecraft Country and she is immediately this badass taking up prisoners she doesn't give a shit about who Loki is and Loki is kind of like uh, oh well you know he's Loki you know these people are giving him orders and he just kind of laughs it off and then she hits him hard and time stops literally and she puts his bra- the time bracelet uh, on him letting him know that you're going to feel that in real time and then Loki finds his way in the TVA office headquarters and the thing about it before I continue on with Loki's appearance here. I'm I'm immediately excited for this series. I've been excited for this series since I heard about it. Uh, I love that all the MCU Phase Four series have been branches into the Phase Four Marvel Universe, and it's something new with WandaVision. We we got to deal with something that was more like a parody of TV shows wrapped around grief and heartache. And with Captain America Winter Soldier, you're dealing with real world issues at the same time dealing with acceptance and representation. And with Loki, with on one issue, I'm not going to say, oh, it means this. No, what I'm getting from this from Loki from the first issue before I go in further, what happens? Uh, you're getting into this character and who he is. In the comics, I never liked Loki. 
I always found him as some annoying character who wasn't on any level of, say, if this was Loki versus Darkseid or Loki. I put him in the same realm as the side or something like that. I never saw him as anything great. And then slowly, because of the MCU, Marvel is beefing him up in a big way and showing there's more layers to him. Uh, he's now kind of like uh, Sinestro in some ways to me where he's the villain, but not necessarily a real villain. And I like the character work that they've done with him. He is immediately being processed. Uh, he's going through statements that he had. He had to sign off statements that he made, and he says something else, and the person says, you need to sign this statement because of, he said something else. And then they put him in prison gear, which pissed him off, you know, and then he immediately has to wait in line like you would at the DMV. And it's all these ropes and it's just him and another guy. And he's immediately annoyed, throws the finger at the uh, guard. And while he's waiting in line, the guy in front of him is getting put on trial. And then uh, Miss Minutes comes out, a cartoon character, basically done like an animated character, like let's all go to the lobby kind of character that you see at the drive-in. Uh, for your kids, look up what a drive-in is. And it's she's voiced by uh, Tara Strong, who's known for My Little Pony. She was Harlequin in Batman the Animated Series. She's iconic in the voice game. And she's telling him everything that is going to go down. You know, we're going to judge you on this, and if we don't if you are guilty, you're gone. Erased from existence. Period. And the guy in front of him uh, doesn't have his ticket. And he is erased from existence immediately. No ifs, ands, or buts. Which freaks Loki the fuck out. And immediately starts looking for his ticket, finds a ticket, and breathes a sigh of relief. And then he uh, is being judged. And just as soon as he is found guilty, Owen Wilson's character pops up. Owen Wilson plays Mobius, a uh, part of the TVA, and he comes off a little bit like his parole officer or lawyer in this. And he goes to the judge and tells the judge, uh, I've got a great idea, and she does not want to hear it because she knows what he's thinking. And he compliments her for being able to look down, look, look, uh, look up at her you know you know for acceptance and she kind of shrugs that off a little bit but uh he takes Loki and they're in the elevator and he pretty much tells Loki he's almost like a therapist to Loki he pretty much tells Loki uh we know you love to talk and Loki's like I don't love to talk blah blah and he goes no you love to talk talky talky and he basically is talking to Loki and they get into his office and he continues going in on Loki or psychoanalyzing Loki basically telling Loki what he is but he's a fan of Loki he says oh I love this and there's a moment where uh, it's the 60s and there's a plane and Loki is in this business suit 60s era and he goes to a stewardess and lets stewardess know that he's holding a bomb and then immediately the plane is down, and immediately Loki is uh, being Loki is uh, 
looking through the windows of the plane while they've evacuated everybody and then he gets strapped in and he is uh, now the plane is now flying away flying out and Loki kind of uh, looks at the stewardess hands her a wad of money and dips out the plane D.B. Cooper style and heads off back to Asgard and then Owen Wilson's going back going man I love that moment but you haven't always had the best moments and then of course they show his capture with the Avengers and then they show him getting his ass kicked by the Hulk which of course enrages him and he tries to attack him and the bracelet that's on him sends him back immediately like as if he didn't do it like rewinds the whole entire thing and uh, he tries it again several attempts and then he gives him reasons why he's never been able to succeed or show some moments when he hasn't succeeded and then we cut to the Thor the Dark World one of the weakest in the Avengers series for me I'm not a fan of the series I don't hate it or anything like that but it's never been my cup of tea and I feel somehow they're going to make us love Thor the Dark World just like they made us love Age of Ultron. They're going to pull some Tokyo Drift and give you a nugget from Age of Ultron, from, uh, I mean, from Thor the Dark World. That's going to make it relevant and make it mean something, which is great because that, that movie needed that boost. And he gets to witness what led to everything. He basically tells Thor he might want to go he tells the the villains in the movie that they might want to go another route instead of another and they go the route where his mom is at and his mom's getting killed and he gets to witness his mom dying and seeing what happened again and you can see his heart breaking but he's trying to remain stoic and then Owen Wilson's character has to leave because of something that popped up And then we cut to uh, Loki looking uh, back to the point of his mom laying there dying and tears start to flow. And you really, you knew Loki cared about his mom, but then he wants to go a little further. But me, before that happens, uh, we, we cut to Owen Wilson, who's in, uh, I won't say it's Italy, where uh, he's with another TVA soldier, and uh, they're talking French. I mean, French, not Italy, French. And the little boy pops up, and he's talking to him, and the little boy seems intimidated. And they says, oh, don't worry about the guy, he's nothing. And the guy goes, you know I can speak any language in any universe. And calls him an asshole. And then uh, Owen Wilson uh, is talking to the kid and trying to figure out what's going on. And the kid gives him a candy bar that I guess the person gave him. And Owen looks like he recognizes the label. I don't. If anyone does, please let me know. And uh, he uh, he then immediately tells the time guy, time guard that. There's, we have a bigger issue. 
Now, in hindsight, I may have jumped ahead of that part where he stops Loki from getting uh, erased. I think that happens before that. So, like I said, this early this morning when I watched it, so please forgive me any segments that I may have looped over or forget for, or, or left out or misplaced. So we cut back to Loki looking at his life. Uh, literally. And he starts to go further beyond what he got to see when Owen Wilson showed him before leaving. And he gets to see Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok where he's bonding with his brother Thor who's saying things to him that he's never heard before because this is Avengers Loki. Loki hasn't heard that heart and care from Thor ever. And then he cuts to his dad. He goes further. And then he sees his dad die. And despite Loki's ways and why he did what he did uh, for Thanos, he loves his father. He loves his mother. But that ugly history that was set up by his dad colonizing everything and Asgard still sits with him. And then he decides to move the uh, tape a little further. And this is the moment that I have been anticipating ever since this Loki series came out. And when I heard it involved time travel, I knew they were going to do this. And I was so satisfied. I got to have my Leonardo DiCaprio moment again when we're witnessing Loki trying to outsmart Thanos and watching Thanos choke him out to death. And Loki is shocked by this. And not only is Loki shocked by this, he is uh, immediately uh, just he immediately cuts the tape. He doesn't cut the tape. Tape continues running and it says until it says end of file. And then he's like, uh, then you can see him thinking about what he's going to do next. And they cut to Owen Wilson uh, coming back in to uh, the uh, building, the room, and Loki's not there. And then he realized Loki took his device to jump around the TBA headquarters. And he's like, you little mischievous scamp. And then we cut to Loki running through the office trying to get away. He comes along the office area that looks like the office. It looked like a office. Uh, it's got people in different little desks and everything. People doing this and that, running paperwork. And then he runs up on this one guy, Casey. And he looks at Casey and says, what is your name? And the guy says, Casey. And he goes... And he starts to sound like he's going to be very nice to him. And then he goes, full Loki, I'm going to gut you like a fish, pure Loki. And then he wants to know where the Tesseract is. And he says, oh yeah, it's here. Casey doesn't hold back, didn't like... He opens up the little desk there. And he goes, there's Infinity Stones in here. Like all the Infinity Stones are in there. And Casey's like, yeah, we use them as paperweights. We've got tons of them. And Loki grabs the Tesseract and he's looking like, well, fuck. 
this means nothing to this place. This, the TVA headquarters is basically one of the most powerful places in the universe. Immediately after that, the soldier who clocked him in, earlier in the episode hops up and he quickly gets away from the her again and he's back in the office where he's just sitting there contemplating. Uh, he goes back to his mother and then the TVA person shows up. The soldier shows up and they have a little bit of a fight and then he finds a way to get it from her which leads uh, which leads to um, the fight taking place and he manages to get the device to jump uh, to jump time from her and then he ends up sending her back and forth and back and forth and back and forth um, and then after doing all that he puts the bracelet on her that's what does it and uh, he ends up sending her back into one of the offices and then he looks defeated he looks defeated but at the same time he's thinking because of look he's always thinking and then old Wilson's character comes back and they talk for a little bit about his purpose and Loki basically says well I'm the villain and Owen Wilson goes no you're not and I love when he said it like that because in the grand scheme of things compared to someone like Kang or Thanos he's not he never was even in Avengers he was working for someone else he never was in control of the entire thing. He never was. And so he goes, I need your help with something. And we could use your ability to hunt down this person. There's a person who is a variant, who is uh, running through time, doing whatever, causing all kinds of trouble and death, lots of death. Lots of their soldiers have died because of this person. And he asks, who's this person? And they say, well, it's you. And then they immediately cut to uh, some area that I want to say the 1400s. And it's a wooded field in the night. And the TVA is kind of walking through. And they come across what they think is a simple variant of somebody trying to get oil. It may be in the 1800s. And then they notice somebody in a hood in the distance. And they immediately start to approach him. And then this person sets a fire blaze all over that ignites and burns the soldiers except for one. And that one manages to think that he's escaping and is dragged immediately off panel. And then you cut to the person in the hood And then the credits. The credits rolled, and that was it. And for a first episode, I really enjoyed it. Now, I did leave out one little moment that happened earlier in the episode with uh, Miss Minutes, who explained the timeline and the multiverse in her own way. I 
they'll go more detail I'm pretty sure but in the beginning there was a huge multiverse war my theory that multiverse war is going to be a secret war almost on the same level of Jonathan Hickman's secret war or it will be probably the live adaption of Avengers Forever Avengers Forever was a 12 part series in which variations of different Avengers throughout time were brought together to take on uh, a major threat that threat being Kang and there were a lot of things that happened in that series it was great it was an amazing series but so I think this will be some of a variation of Secret War and Avengers Forever which is be pretty cool to see that finally happen because Phase 4 to me is going to be probably the more timey-wimey uh, kind of thing. So time travel is going to be very heavy in this phase of the Marvel Universe. And I love that they're exploring that because it's curi- I'm curious to see what they do with it. That's, that's, my, that's my interest on it. And she also brings up the fact that this group of people who are so powerful, um, they are in control of making sure crazy time travel shit doesn't happen. Loki assumes at the beginning of the episode that he's just able to go back, go back to doing being Loki, but he realizes that he really truly is alone now. He's out of time, and he's out of time, and his existence doesn't matter now. He's no longer Loki. He's this time fairy. And that's got to be humbling as fuck for him. So that's going to be a new chapter for Loki. Being considered obsolete in this grand scheme of things. So overall, for a first issue, her first issue, for a first episode, I really enjoyed the episode. It's probably going to be my favorites of the uh, series so far. It continues to be wacky and insane, and wow, they haven't got to Moon Knight yet, and Moon Knight is going to be trippy. So this, this is going to ease everybody into the insanity of the MCU, because you've got Moon Knight coming up, and... I think at this point, there should be a Howard the Duck while they're going wacky and surreal like this. But overall, Tom Hiddleston is awesome as always. Owen Wilson was the MVP of this because I've never really dug Owen Wilson actor-wise, but I really enjoy him in this. His humor and his delivery was just was awesome in this. It's a great series. I suggest you all check it out every Wednesday. And... Uh, I can't wait for all the speculation where some idiot's going to say, oh man, you know who's coming, right? Mephisto. Mephisto's coming. Since they do that in every MCU series so far. But anyway, overall, I hope you all enjoy it. And this has been Infant. I'm doing a podcast. And we'll talk again shortly.